I can't imagine. That, that's just one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. It's just amazing. And I can't imagine it being sung any better than that. So just, I'm speaking, open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm, we're, we're not going to be in Acts today. I didn't have time to do the work that it would take to do the text justice. And uh, so we're going to do something else today. But um, I'm speaking on thankfulness, thanksgiving, and, and what we can know. And uh, I was just thinking while you were singing, Mackenzie, what a blessing it is that God preserved your hearing so that you can sing. So praise the Lord for that. That is, isn't God good to us? It's just amazing. Kent, you know a little bit about that, don't you? But do you sing? Do you sing? Not now? All right. I'm so glad you can hear, brother. Praise the Lord for that. You thankful for being able to hear? Hallelujah. You guys are lame. Are you thankful for being able to hear? Amen. Amen. All right. Look at, so let's stand for the reading. I want to read a long portion of scripture, and I don't want to lose you. So let's stand for it. Ephesians chapter 3, and look at verse 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. (laughs) Doesn't that sound kind of funny? For you Gentiles? I don't think that that would fit in modern culture. Um If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by... So what is that talking about, this dispensation of grace, this dispensing, that God has dispensed grace, Paul is saying, through me to you. We would not know the gospel of grace if God hadn't given that to Paul to give to us. Are you thankful for grace? My goodness. So, verse 2 again, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. God, in a special way, revealed something to him, this mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages, so if you've ever wondered, you see this word mystery in the Bible, What's the biblical definition of a mystery? Well, it is verse 5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. So a mystery is something that could not be known unless God revealed it, but, or as it is, now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And what was that mystery? That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. And then this is the way that all of us preachers feel. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given. What? That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hidden God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heaven might be in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom Christ in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Not, not by faith in him, but because of his faithfulness, we can go to the Father. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. 
For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, so here's his prayer for them, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Lord, you're so good to us, we don't deserve anything. And Lord, today I hope that, that you'll help me to help all of us comprehend the love and the grace that you've bestowed on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, you can be seated. The world's a mess, isn't it? But you know, there's some good things happening. There are some good things happening. How many of you know that we finally have a Supreme Court that is doing what Republicans wanted them to do for all these years, but the problem was we had Republicans appointing them? It took a fornicating, crazy businessman to give us some godly decisions from the Supreme Court. What is that? What is that about? All these Republicans stand up and quote the Bible and do nothing. And now we've got a man that went in there who, he didn't know anything about the Bible. He's, he only held one once probably. He doesn't know anything about it. And yet, he did what he said he was going to do. And this is why they hate him so badly. So I, I want to read to you today. I have, I, so what I did was I, I pulled up my iPad and I Googled, Supreme Court gun rights. And just to see what would come up. And it says this, CNN, law enforcement officials, Supreme Court ruling, or Supreme Court gun ruling will make our jobs harder. Was that true? <laughs> How about this one? California offers blueprint for states affected by Supreme Court ruling. Supreme, USA Today, Supreme Court gun control ruling. New York case now divides the United States. Politico, firm splits with lawyers who won gun rights cases. The guys that won the case, the, the firm doesn't want to do that kind of work anymore. AP, Associated Press, Supreme Court expands gun rights with nation divided. New York Times, the Supreme Court puts gun rights above human life. Washington Post, Supreme Court goes against public opinion and rulings on abortion and guns. Do you know what that is? That's the Google machine only allowing you to see stuff that goes against reality. It goes against reality. I saved the good stuff. So I just Googled Roe v. Wade 2022. NPR, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, ending right to abortion upheld for decades. Oh, you have a right to kill people. Okay. Let's start with you. Roe v. Wade. Oh, you're not supposed to say that stuff out loud? Hey, if we have a right to kill, let's start with them. 
I know we've got some squishy people in here. I wish you would say those things. Well, we don't think you have a right to kill. How many of you think we should not go and kill people? How many of you would agree? Can we vote on that as a church? Okay, uh, first, second, yes, let's do that. Okay, let's, let's make sure that we don't go kill people. We don't believe you should kill people. They do. If you have a right to kill, so do we. Well, maybe it's good that we don't have a right to kill then. Look at what it says. CNN. You can't look at what it says. You don't have it in front of you. Some states move quickly to ban abortion after Supreme Court ruling. New York Times. The ruling overturning Roe is an insult to women. Not to the baby women. How many of you think that killing a baby is insulting that baby? These people are nuts. June, hey, by the way, I, I keep meaning to say this. Will you please share these messages on every message on Facebook, YouTube? Share them. Get the get the word out. Let's get this. Let's get the stuff going. All right. New York Times. The day Chief Justice Roberts lost his court. How about this? The Guardian. Roe v. Wade. Senators say Trump Supreme Court nominees misled them. Like every. Republican appointee has done for all these years? How about the New Yorker? We're not going back to the time before Roe v. Wade. There was another one that I saw, a headline. Maternal maternity or maternal mortality will rise with the end of abortion. No, no. Baby mortality will go down with the end of abortion. 20 million black babies have been killed. 20 million. You know, with the, with the George Floyd thing, everybody went crazy. Was anybody for that? Was anybody for what happened to George Floyd? You've got to be kidding. Nobody was for that. I stopped at the protest in uh, Columbus. Uh, Dalton and Robertson and I were over there. Everybody's marching to the George Floyd protest. I stopped and asked some young people. I, I said, what are you all doing? Like, like I didn't know. They said, we're going to a protest. What are you protesting? The, the George Floyd uh, murder. I said, oh, let me ask you. So you're protesting. What are you protesting? Have you met someone who's for it? And this kids went, the kids went, uh, uh, and the, the leader said, well, that's not really what this is about. Well, I thought you said you're protesting the George Floyd murder. Everybody's against that. Well, we've got to get going. I'm sure you do. We've got to go burn something down. So the, the, what's more important, killing a bunch of babies? I mean, you have 20 million and they're, they're acting like we are insurrectionists for standing up against it. Praise God. Hey, let's praise God. This has been overturned. Now, there are some states where it's still, if you, if you really want to go chop up a baby and suck out its parts and sell them, if that's the kind of person you are, you can find in a, pla- a place in America to do that. If you are the kind of evil person that wants to just absolutely stab a baby in the back of the head and kill it, if that's who you are, well, then maybe in that state people can do that to you. But let me just tell you, I am so thankful there's a God. These people are going to face a righteous and holy God. And he said, if you're going to offend one of these little ones, it would be better that you hung a millstone about your neck and you were cast in the sea. That's what the, that's what the lowly Jesus said. Now, if you're a guest with us today and you're not used to this kind of speech in church, I'm thankful that we had that overturned. 
I am. How long have we wanted this? How long have we prayed and preached and worked? How long have we done it? And it has happened. Praise the Lord for this. And I have to ask, why would God allow this? Do we deserve this? No. No. You know what I want you to comprehend today? The amazing grace of God. What did it take for this to happen? Had a conversation with a guy yesterday. I don't get to talk to very many liberals. And I had the conversation with a guy yesterday. And um, he, he was telling me how much he hated President Trump and all of this. He said, no, I'm not a liberal. I'm kind of right down the middle. But everything he said was liberal. And so I asked him, just to, so this is the liberal mindset. And I, I want you to understand what we're dealing with. And some of you, you have conversations like this. So I said, well, let me ask you a question. I know you don't like President Trump. And, and you know that I don't like President Biden. Do you think that their, that their mental acuity is the same? And he said, well, remember, whenever Trump would slur a word, they would say that about him. That's what they're doing. They're overblowing it with, with President Biden. He said that the economy, I said, well, you have to admit that the economy, can you, can you see how quickly it turned around when we have a new administration and a different Congress in charge? And he said, well, when Trump was elected, he was given, given a raging economy that was doing so well from, from Biden. And what, what we're experiencing now, it, this is the result of, of Trump ending the trade deals. And I said, what about fuel prices? And he said, well, you know, you have the war with Russia. I said, so stopping the, the drilling and stopping all of the, the production the, 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 where we had it in our own nation being produced, and now we're having to buy it from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. And he said, we're buying it from Russia, too. I said, but we weren't doing that. And, and he wouldn't acknowledge it. And it this, is, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people that live in an alternate reality. It's an alternate reality. I said, I was talking about how much I dislike Mitch McConnell. Praise the Lord, Mitch McConnell helped get these Supreme Court justices in, but he is not a good guy. You know, his wife, Elizabeth Chow, whatever her name is, and, the, the, you know, this billion-dollar Chinese shipping conglomerate that her family is a part of and all of the shady deals that go on behind that. I said, I'm not for the Republicans or the Democrats. Pox on all their houses. It took an outsider to get this done, right? You all agree with that, Right. And he said, well, it's just as bad Clarence Thomas, you know, with Clarence Thomas's wife. I said, she's just a, a conservative political activist. She's not a billionaire affecting trade policy and, and laws. And he said, oh, you don't think that conversations with his wife affects that? And I said, so, okay, let me make sure I get this right. A billion-dollar conglomerate buying office holders is the same thing as a husband and wife having a conversation? I said, in your mind, that's the same thing. Well, yeah. Where do you go with a conversation like this? Man, it's so good to meet you. Have a great day. Love you. If we can ever help you, let us know. And just try to be kind and, and just have a conversation. Why would God, in a, in a world like this, why would God give us this smile on us? The... The ability to defend ourselves. How many of you know that with, with all this, um, you have taken away the right to an abortion, but you're going to kill people by 
the, the, by actually affirming the Second Amendment. So they affirm something that the Constitution, Constitution actually says, and they remove something that it doesn't say, and that's violating the Constitution. That's the thinking of the world that we are in. Why would God allow us to have that? Why would he do that? Because we had some founders that were influenced by biblical morality, by biblical understanding, and they gave us a document and a system that as long as it's not abused, it works even in this crazy time. Isn't that amazing? And so this is why they have to tear down everything. They have to tear down the distinction between a man and a woman. They have to tear down the home. They have to tear down the Constitution. They have to destroy, they have to destroy the Electoral College because they don't want Sydney, Ohio to be represented. They want San Francisco to be represented. And so our founders gave us this amazing system. Why? Because of God. Because of God. Folks, today we need to be so thankful. Be honest. How many of you, when you look out the world, you look out at the world right now, it's a very depressing time, right? We watch the news and we read the stories. Today is a day of celebration. Today is a day, hey, imagine this. We can actually defend ourselves. Remember what Jesus said, sell your coat, buy a sword. I wonder if it was one of those swords that Peter used to cut the guy's ear off in the garden. I wonder. That's our savior. That's what he wanted us to do. He wanted us to defend ourselves. And then he did not want children to be slaughtered in the womb. Did not want that to happen. This is a wonderful. How many of you were excited when you saw that? How many of you looked at it and said, no, this, no way. Yeah, there's got to be a catch. There's got to be a Mitch McConnell catch like on the red flag laws that he just affirmed. There has to be, a, there's no catch, folks. It was overturned. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful this week. I am just so thankful. I'm almost giddy. And I want you to see a couple of things that are really fun in this text. Verse 7. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power, Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. So what do I get to do? I get, by the grace of God, I get to be a minister of the gospel. And I get to tell people that in a nation that has murdered 50 million children, 60 million children, in a nation that's like that, God will still save you. In a nation that's, that exports pornography and the worst things in the world and imposes those on other cultures, God still gives us grace. Well, I heard someone say years ago, a preacher years ago, if God doesn't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Why would he not destroy us right now? Just grace. Have you noticed that we don't have American flags and all we do all this rah-rah? Isn't, isn't America great? Isn't America great? Have you noticed that we don't do that? But how many of you know I'm thankful that I'm an American? Praise God for our country. But I cannot endorse what we are doing around the world as a Christian. But what I can say is God's grace is so amazing. 
that even though we live in a pagan culture, his grace is still there. And I get to tell you, so I don't go around the country talking about abortion. I don't go around the country talking about the government. I go around the country talking about the Lord, his word, his church. What has he established? What does his future hold? What does he have for us? And I can tell you this, it's good. What a wonderful thing that we get to do. And this was Paul's desire for this church at Ephesus. And look at what it says in verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We are named after Jesus. We are Christians. We're part of a family. Now I know some of you did not have a great family. You you didn't have a great family. Laura grew up in horrible circumstances. My mother-in-law's here today, so I had to to say that. Some of you did not have, you didn't grow up in a good family. You're part of one now. Some of you didn't have a good dad, you have one now. Amen? Some of you didn't understand what it was like to have brothers and sisters. You were an only child, you have brothers and sisters now. What, What an amazing thing. And we got to experience that. Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Brian and Pam, where are you guys at? We got to experience, our families got to experience love from you guys to to see. And I can't name all of you, but Andy and Maureen and Justin and Amanda and Michael and and, uh, who am I missing? So many. I, I can't name them all. Mackenzie worked like a dog. I didn't know you knew how to clean. I was so thankful for that. It It was... <laughs> Somebody helps you and I insult them. That's that's what happens. I am so I can't tell you how thankful I am for for you guys. What is that? That's a family. That's a family. Nathan worked so hard. There were tall things that we needed done. I was so glad he was here. I asked him to help me in my office for a minute, and the first thing he said is there's something you can't reach. That was the first thing he said to me. You're fired. Um, We have a family. When you're in trouble, don't go through it alone. If you go through it alone, it's your fault. How many of you have found something out that someone's going through in the church? Why didn't you tell me? We could have been there for you. We could have helped you. Let us help you. We're a family. And we're not only a family, you know, we're not the Browns or the altars. We, we're Christians. The altars will let you down. Amen? It's, it's just true. Jesus will never let you down. That family is something special. We need to comprehend that. Again, verse 14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And what is he praying? That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with Christ by might, or I'm sorry, by his spirit in the inner man. Sometimes you feel like you're dying inside. Sometimes you feel like you just don't have anything left. Do you know what Christ wants to do for you? He wants his spirit to strengthen you in the inner man. Do you know why we are sometimes so cast down inwardly? 
It's because we don't call on the one who wants to give us the strength. We forget. How many of you have done that? You forget to pray. I was mentioning in the Sunday school hour, I forget to thank God. So uh, I, I told them I wore a pair of shoes yesterday that were killing me. This morning, I put on these shoes that, that fit me right, that feel good, and I, it was wonderful. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You put on a pair of shoes and you go, you young people don't understand this yet. You get old, your feet get old, they hurt, okay? And so I put on these shoes and I said, oh, I'm so thankful. But I was saying this morning, I, 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 I didn't pray. I didn't thank God for the shoes. I didn't thank God for the feet that go in the shoes. I didn't thank God for the money to buy the shoes. All of that should flow out of us constantly. Amen? How many of you thankful for, th- for air conditioning right now? How many of you wish you had a coat right now? It gets a little chilly in here sometimes, I know. Hey, you, go to, you guys go to sleep if it's... If you can't hang meat in here, you sleep, okay? It is, it is awesome, the things that God has done for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this family. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for everything. And then that you may that you may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye may be root that ye may be I'm sorry, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. We're not grounded in rules. We're not grounded in obligations. We're not grounded in duty. We're not grounded by race. We're not grounded by, we don't find our identity in our people group. We find our identity in Christ and that rooting and grounding is in love. It is in love. So I started the message with, if you can kill, then we want to kill you. But because our constitution is rooted and grounded in God and God has love for mankind, that's why we don't kill. We persuade. We're not going to take a gun out and require someone to believe the way that we believe because that you can never coerce someone into love. You can't make someone love you. Remember that song, um, My Eyes Adored You? Y'all know that old Frankie Valley song? That's like a stalker song. You ever actually listened to that? That's one of the creepiest things in the world. Ladies, have you ever had the, the, the attention of someone and you didn't want that attention? Ladies, has that ever happened? I hope you're not married to them. <laughs> right? And so you have this guy that's pursuing you. Sometimes a guy will actually abduct a woman and keep her, and and try and make him, or make her love him, that that doesn't work. Amen? That doesn't work. I'm sorry, Aiden, you may have to do that, but that, we'll see. Oh, by the way, it doesn't work, okay? Am I right, ladies? How does it work? You show them love. Love is reciprocated. And then that love grows, and then God does something amazing with that. It's the same thing with Christianity. You you win people. You win them to Christ. You don't coerce them to Christ. And how many of you know that already, right? We know that, but you don't live the Christian life by coercion either. 
I can't guilt you into the Christian life. Did you read your Bible today? If you don't tithe, God will get his money some way. If you don't give money, your transmission will go out in your car. Your, your house will burn down. Your, your... We don't teach giving that way. That's not the way that God works. Amen? That's not, it's rooted in love. Why do we give? We give because we love. Jacob was leaving on his honeymoon, and I handed him a little cashola, and Laura shook her head. Do you know how much money we've already given that kid? See, that's the difference between me and Laura. I love our kids. <laughs> she pays the bills. That's what she just said. <laughs> oh, man. Why? I had to. How many of you know exactly what I'm talking about? I had to. I, and that's the way our giving is. It, that's the way our, our evangelism is. I don't have to. I, I don't have to because of obligation. I have to because I love him. And if God will give me love for other people, I'll tell them about Jesus Christ. And that's why we need to understand, according to verse uh, 17, that we are rooted and grounded in love. And then verse 18 that we may be able to comprehend with all saints who are saints. All right? It's not something that the church votes on. A saint is every saved person. Right? Every saved person may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. So everything. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. How do you know something that passes knowledge? How do you know something that you, you to know how great it is? It's a superlative. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory. I just want to finish with this. What do you need right now? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, your next hunting rifle or, you know, your new driver if you're a golfer. You know, you're smart. Um... What is it that you really need right now? You know, you need a child to come to Christ. You need, you need, you know what I mean? What, what do you really need right now? A, a genuine need. Can you think about it? What is your best case scenario? I was preaching somewhere recently, so if I said it here, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. When Bubba Watson won the Masters, he never had a golf coach. He self-taught all of these things. So he won the Masters Tournament, which if you're not a golfer, that's one of the biggest things you can do in that world. And so they, they meet at this cabin on the on the property. It's called the Butler Cabin. And that's where the winner, you get a green jacket for winning. That's where the winner from the last year puts the green jacket on the new champion. And so the announcer asked Bubba, they said, um, said, did you, is, is this, did you dream of this? You know, when you were a kid making a putt on Augusta, and he started crying, and he said, I never got this far in my dreams. I never got this far in my dreams. What is it that you need from God right now? God can do greater than you can even think about. That's what it says. And so, I want to finish with the title of my message today. Able to Comprehend. What do you need? What have you asked him for? What do you believe that he can do?
Now, that's not a promise that he's going to do it. God will do it according to his own goodwill. Amen? And we have to trust it, that whatever his decision is, that it's the right decision and it's good. And yet, God is able to do for you more than you could ever dream. When Laura and I, you know, we'd have our children, and before we had children, we would talk about how we wanted to raise them. And this will surprise you. I didn't like kids. I still don't like you. (laughs) You know that's not true, right? My buddy right there. So, except he's about to be taller than me. And how old are you? He's 12. That's not right. So I didn't like kids that much. And so I was a little worried that I wouldn't be a good dad. Of course, the first time you see him, all that changes, right? It's just amazing. But we, t- we would talk beforehand that we wanted to enjoy our children. And so we wanted to raise them. And how would that work? Well, if they do stuff that we don't like, we don't let them do that. So, the, you know that real high squeal, screaming thing that kids do? I don't like that. Do you know why? Because I can hear. And so we didn't let them do that. So little things like that. So I mentioned last week that now we're able to raise our children to where they're our friends and we enjoy being with them. I know many of you feel the same way about your children. But all the way back at the beginning, when we were talking about having children and planning it, um, I never dreamed that we'd get an Amanda. I never dreamed that we would get a Josh, but that's what we prayed for. So I wanted Lydia to have a man that loved the Lord, um, this will sound silly, that's big enough to protect her. You dads understand this. So he gave her a college basketball player that trained in classical piano for 10 years That who adores her. Isn't that amazing? I watch, I watch Jacob and Amanda together, and they talk like this. It's just we had them in the car, and they're back. I started. I wanted to start doing that, you know. Ah! It's just they're perfect. Do you know what's happened? You know, Silas, the grandbaby. I'm just bragging a little bit right now. Do you know what's happened? This is better than I dreamed. I I I didn't get this far. In my dreams, Grace Baptist Church, what God is doing here. Sydney's not an easy place to pastor a church, folks. Sydney's not an easy place to build a church. Look what, look what the Lord has done through you. This is more than I ever dreamed. What God is doing. I never dreamed that this would happen. How many of you never dreamed that Roe v. Wade would be overturned? You didn't, you didn't think it would happen. I, I don't... God is so good to us, folks. So what is the mountain that's in front of you right now? What is the mountain that you're climbing? What What is it? He can do so much greater than you ever dreamed. And I just wanted to testify today, whether it's the, the wedding over the weekend or whether it's um, the, the, the Roe v. Wade decision, what God is doing in the church, God is just so good. Is God good to you today? Is God good? Are you thankful? Are you truly thankful? 
Andy, a couple of weeks and you'll get to be thankful. It's coming. Maureen. Melody, be nice. <laughs> Look, she's just grinning at me. Look at that. Gabe, it'll be okay. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Are you thankful today? I am. And I'm just not that thankful of a person. And I need to be. Lord, thank you for shoes. Thank you for feet. Thank you for a Bible. Thank you for a church. Thank you for a godly wife. Thank you. Thank you for children that will still talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand together. You know, we, we began the message talking about grace, and the most important thing is grace for salvation. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you placed your faith and trust in Him alone? If you haven't, ask Him to save you today.